0: Welcome to the anointed and transformational teaching ministry of Pastor Wale Kinshiku, Senior Pastor of House of Praise Mississauga, Canada, a parish of the Redeemed Christian Church of God. It is our prayer that as you listen to this message that you will be empowered to achieve your dreams and fulfill your destiny. God bless you as you listen. I'd like to start the year by talking about God. I'd like to start the year by talking about God. So today we're talking about God, the Holy Spirit. And that's what we're going to talk about this, this month. Why? Because God wants us to know him more in order to secure and fulfill our destiny. God wants us to know him more for you and I to secure and fulfill our destiny. We're going to know many things in life. We're going to know management. We're going to know leadership. We're going to know technical skill, we're going to understand operations, business skills, technical skills in our career, and so on and so forth. We're going to know all of that, but we also need to know God. We need to know God. Jeremiah 9, 23 and 24 says, thus says the Lord, let not the wise glory in his wisdom, let not the mighty man glory in his might, nor let the rich man glory in his riches. But let him who glories, glory in this, that he understands and knows me. For I am the Lord exercising loving kindness, judgment, righteousness in the earth. God says, in this I delight. There are many things you and I are going to know. But God says, listen, if you're going to glory at all, glory in the fact that you know God. Unfortunately, well, many Christians don't even know the God is They know church, but they don't know Christ. Stay with me, please. So it says, delight yourself in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart, which we explored last week. Every man has desires in the heart. As you stand here right now, there are so many desires in your heart. These desires are planted in your heart by God. Deep-seated desires I'm talking about right now, not wishful thinking. Okay? But let's move on. The biblical pathway then to fulfill our destiny is to know God. That's it. Know God you know as simple as this sounds this is it this is the key to security it is the key to confidence it is the key to fulfillment in life I look at my life I, I, I look at my life I look at how I started where I'm coming from my background and so on and so forth by the grace of God what giving me the confidence I have today is just because of the little bit of the message of God that God has shown me a little bit that i have partaken of to know God More than the average Christian. It gives you confidence because you know. However, we have to understand that in knowing God, God has unlimited depth. Okay, let's walk through this very quickly. Romans 11.33 tells us that, Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and the knowledge of God, how unsearchable are His judgments and His ways are past finding out. Don't forget God has unlimited depth. So you might have been a Christian now for 40 years and you've been learning and pursuing God and you've been increasing in the knowledge of God. But listen very carefully to me. The knowledge of God, when the word says unsearchable, how unsearchable are his judgments, what it really means is that how bottomless the world well is, how limitless the knowledge of God is. The elders that are bowing down and worshiping God in heaven as recorded in Revelation chapter 4 The angels are standing in God's presence They're still knowing God They're still finding out about God God is limitless in his revelation Amen I know that just, that just does use our mind But this is what God is This is what God is The more you know of God The more you realize you don't know So people that know And they get puffed up Okay without manifestation is actually a symptom or a signal to the fact that you don't know. Because the more you know, the more you know you don't know, and the more you want to know. If that makes sense to you. The more you know, the more you realize that, oh my God. The things you've studied before, for example, on prayer. I've been studying prayer now for almost three decades that I've been born again. I've been born again since 1995, so almost three decades. Okay, that's about 29, almost 29 years now I've been born again. Almost three decades. I've been studying about prayer. I ran my first prayer school in 1999 in London. I've done prayer schools here. I do prayer, I do retreats, I do all of this. I get invited to different places to do prayer. Many people have acknowledged the fact that there's grace on my life in that particular area. But what I've learned about prayer in the last three weeks far supersedes what i've known before about prayer you always know more hallelujah first corinthians 1 chapter 8 verse 2 tells us that you got to know more so first Corinthians: if anyone thinks that he knows anything he knows nothing yet as he ought to know please none of us will ever reach the zenith of knowledge of god nobody will ever reach the zenith The apex of the knowledge of God, and say, "I have reached it. I've I've been a Christian for 35 years. I'm 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 there now." No, we are always growing. We're always knowing. The path of the righteous shines brighter and brighter. Are you still with me? Paul, the apostle that have written so many books, says that I may know Him, that I may know Him, and the power of His resurrection. Oh, thank you, Lord. So he says in verse 12, "Not that I've already attained." This should be your attitude. I've attained some things, but not that I've already attained, or I'm already perfected. But what I do is that I press on. I press on. Somebody say press on. Oh, yes. You press on. I press on. I press on. So we must develop a deeper knowledge of the Holy Spirit then, all right, to have a more meaningful relationship with him, to secure a glorious future and to fulfill the purpose for our existence. One of the series that we're gonna be doing this year, in the month of February, for example, I'm gonna teach on something I've always wanted to teach on, which is priesthood, the priesthood of the believer. It sounds like a topic that is, what is that? But the challenge we have in the body of Christ, the church has become a class for psychology, sociology, and philosophy in most of the preaches. It's just more of, you know, because people are lightweight, the pastors are also lightweight, it's just more of motivational speaking. The deeper things of God that will really make people stand, people don't have capacity to want to receive it anymore. But whether you want it or you don't want it, I'm going to teach it. That's why we brought the Academy of Faith into the the church. You need to know it. You need to know it because there was a battle that happened in 1 Samuel chapter 13. The Bible says only Saul and Jonathan had a sword. And that's what is happening in the body of Christ. Only the pastor and one or two other people will know it. And every other person becomes enslaved to the pastor. No! should not be like that. Did I yell? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No, it should not be like that. That's not New Testament Christianity. The role of the pastor in New Testament Christianity is to equip the saints. In other words, whatever God has given you, a word came in light upon Jacob and he lighted upon Israel. Whatever God has shown you, show it to them. That's the way it's supposed to be. So you too can stand and grow. Hallelujah. The Bible says in the book of John, chapter 1 verse 35 John gospel of John chapter 1 verse 35 put it on the screen quickly and again the next day John stood with two of his disciples and looking at Jesus he said to them behold the Lamb of God looking at Jesus John was looking at Jesus and said behold the Lamb of God and what happened the next thing that happened is that the two disciples of John that stood with him when they heard John speak who did they follow that's the rule. That's why Jesus said, of all be body born of a woman, nobody's as great as John the Baptist. The one that is great in the kingdom of God is the one that points people to Jesus. Not the one that draws followers after themselves. Not the ones that make themselves the one that is needed. It's the one that says, Jesus is what you're looking for, here is him. He. Now if you need me to help you temporarily, I will help you temporarily. I will pray for you, but keep on going. Jesus, keep on going, meet Jesus, keep on going, meet Jesus. And God says that's the one that's greatest in the kingdom. That's New Testament Christianity. Not the Christianity that says, oh, you need it, wait for me. Here it is. And you go say, oh, thank you, sir, thank you, sir. You go, three years later, you need it again. Come, wait for me. Then the day you die, what happens? The day you travel out, what happens? Where will I be? When almost four years ago now, the devil knocked on my door and brought the battle home. One cold Wednesday evening like that, and the breeze blew through under my door. It was an evil wind. Where was anybody? I couldn't even make a phone call. Where was anybody? If, if, if something was not already inside me, where was anybody? If my wife did not know how to hear God, on that fateful morning, My birthday this year is on a Sunday. That's great. Thank you. Thank you. My birthday this year is on a Sunday. I'm gonna share the testimony with you. My birthday this year is on a Sunday, I'll be turning 55. I will share that testimony with you. you hear the testimony. Why is so important that you wait, because many people have faced battles, and then there's nobody. When well, they're trying to call, they're, they're, there's nobody. You can't do that. You have to also grow. That's why I want to show you how to ascend in the retreat. So you yourself also can, you can go to Zion. You can be on the Mount of Zion. You know, some people have never actually felt like they touched God. They've never felt that way. The thing of God has not been real to them. It's not real to some people. And it's not real because you are dealing with issues on the horizontal level. You've actually not gone into the bedroom to meet with God. To know that this God is actually real. So when they hear people speak, some people think that all these things are just fables. Some think that it's just cunningly devised fables. It's not. God is real. He's very much alive. (laughs) So when we develop a different relationship with the Holy Spirit, hmm, hmm. We are able to fulfill our purpose existence. The question then is why the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity, Holy Trinity. We're spoken about Holy Trinity here at the Academy of Faith. And the answer is because the Holy Spirit is the only person in the, that is the representative of the Godhead on the earth today. There's no other person of the Godhead that is here. Now you know that already. When Jesus was here on earth physically, he was the representative of the Godhead as a person. When Jesus Christ was here, physically, he was the representative of the Godhead as a person. Colossians chapter 2 verse 9 tells us that. This is what it says. Colossians chapter 2 verse 9. It says, in him dwelt all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. In him dwelt all the fullness, every fullness of the Godhead bodily. So the Father told Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ told us anyway. In John 14 verse 10, put it on the screen. John chapter 14 Verse 10, look at it. It says, do you believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak of my own, keep going please, authority. But the Father who dwells in me does the works. The Father was in the Son doing the work. But we also know in John, in Acts 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Ghost and with power. You see? So it was, the, it, was, it was the embodiment of the Godhead But Jesus Christ is no longer here physically Alright He's not here physically He's now in heaven At the right hand of God the Father Okay All the scriptures attest to that That Jesus Christ is now physically At the right hand of God the Father Alright Romans 8.34, 1 Peter 3.22 Okay in Colossians 3, verse 1, I like this particular one. If you then were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, where Christ is, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Where is Christ now? And don't forget this, Colossians 3, verse 1. Where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. That's where he is. So, if that's the case then, He said to us that he will send the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit as a person has been sent now to us. John 14, verse 16 to 7 and John 16, verse 7. So let's explore this. In John 14, verse 16 to 17, Jesus said, I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper. Another helper, you know, allos Paracletus. Allos means the same the thought behind this is somebody that would do in my absence what I would have done if I was present that's what it means Okay? and he will abide with you for how long please come on church speak to me how long alright please don't be deceived by what you think is the simplicity of this message <laughs> alright we're going somewhere with this the spirit of truth that's what he calls him. whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him but you know him hiya and that he will be number one come and speak to me with you and he will be in you give me Acts chapter 1 verse 8 Acts of Apostles chapter 1 and verse 8 thank you Lord you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you so which one is this now the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity John 14 verse 17 Jesus said he will dwell with me he will be in me in Acts chapter 1 verse 8 he will be upon me so now this is what you got to understand so the Holy Spirit in his relationship with you and I is three dimensional what is it? three dimensional many people make a mistake on this it's three-dimensional. So we have a dimension of the Holy Spirit in us. We'll give your life to Christ. If you give your life to Christ, when we pray, Jesus, come into my heart, be my Lord and Savior, actually it's the Holy Spirit that is in your heart. Jesus is in your heart in the person of the Holy Spirit. All right? That's the way it is. All right. So it's the Holy Spirit is in your heart. All right? But we also have the Holy Spirit with you. With you. I'll talk more about that in this series before the month is over. I'll tell you these dimensions. But you also have the Holy Spirit on you. There are different dimensions. But, so the, for you to have the fullness of an experience with God, you need to understand these different dimensions. And sometimes when the Holy Spirit is moving in a particular dimension, for example, you can have the Holy Spirit in you functioning optimally in you and you never get anything from the ministry of the holy spirit with you (laughs) you can have the holy spirit with you and you never get to see anything because of the ministry of the holy spirit on you please listen 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 Stay with me just because i see one or two people look confused let me let me help you. Let me bring it bring it bring it up a little bit. For example, Holy Spirit in you. One of the things He does is this. Because Colossians 1.27 1, says Colossians chapter one verse twenty seven says Christ in you is of glory. But we just read in Colossians chapter three verse one that where Christ is is at the right hand of God the Father. So it is the Holy Spirit that is in you. Christ is in you through the person of the Holy Spirit. Are you following? Yes. So. One of the things, the works of the Holy Spirit In you and in me Is to give us hope, even in a hopeless situation We just feel hope We don't know how the situation will turn out We don't have an answer We don't have a logical answer to tell people What's your plan? How do you plan to get out of this? I don't know, but I just something just tells me I will not be left like this That's good to work out Have you ever felt that way before? Yeah, yeah That's the work of the Holy Spirit In you But you see, you having that hope in you You have that hope. I just know. I I, I don't know how it's going to work out. I don't have a job. My husband doesn't have a job. You know, we don't have a job. And we have all these bills to pay. I don't know. But for some reason, something just tells me that there's hope. that, That it will turn out well. You might not use the word hope. Anybody ever felt that way? Yeah. That's the Holy Spirit in you. But that's not enough to actually see the physical situation change. You need the Holy Spirit with you. To see it change. And the Holy Spirit needs it too. Mark 16, verse 20. Ah, Thank you, Lord. Mark 16, verse 20. And they went out to preach everywhere. And the Lord was walking, come on, with them, confirming what? The word. Through accompanying signs. Okay? So the Holy Spirit needs the word to do that. Somebody says, Lord, this is not talking about Jesus. Ah, thank God you paid attention. Second Corinthians chapter three, verse seventeen. Second Corinthians 3, 17 Now the Lord is the. So the Lord is talking about that. The Lord was with them. Is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit was with them. The Holy Spirit in you gives you hope. The Holy Spirit with you the world and confirms it into supernatural manifestation. So you need that. But if you're going to gain territory and enlarge and expand, you need the Holy Spirit on you. For when the Spirit comes on you, you you'll be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and the most part of the world. (laughs) See that, Three-dimensional. So to really, uh, to really really have and experience the Holy Spirit fully, then I need, I mean, I can not substitute one for the other. I need hope. I need it to manifest and I need to expand. I need hope. I need it to manifest and I need to expand. I need it all the time. So I need all these dimensions of the Holy Spirit and know what to do in each dimension to experience it. Are you with me right now? So if you have hope, but you're not seeing the dimension. It's because you're experiencing the Holy Spirit in you, but you're not experiencing the Holy Spirit. Ah, you got it. Very smart. And if you're there, you're seeing some things is working, but you're not able to expand. Some of you are renting. You want to buy a house. That's expansion. You're not able to buy your first primary residence. residence in this country. You need the Holy Spirit on you. Some of you have that. You want to buy investment properties, but it's looking difficult. You need the Holy Spirit on you. Some of you have bought investment properties you want to expand to, which I'm challenging you to do, and I'm going to do a teaching on that, to expand to every single province and territory in this country. At that point also, you need the Holy Spirit on you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So... You have a lot of that. So let's look at the work of the Holy Spirit a little bit. So all of what I'm going to share with you today are what the things, I'm going to share just two of them with you and we'll we'll, we'll pray. The things the Holy Spirit does in us. Now this is what happens. Listen carefully. If you don't allow the Holy Spirit to work in you, his work with you and on you will definitely collapse. Listen carefully, listen. The reason is because you will be vulnerable to the destruction of the enemy. Because every time there's a spiritual manifestation in your life, which you call a testimony, every time you expand and enlarge, you attract devils. You attract attention. You attract all of those things to yourself. And when you do that, John chapter 14, verse 30 comes into play. John 14, verse 30. Is anybody here? Jesus Christ said, I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming. And he has nothing, which basically means, the reason why he has nothing in me is because the Holy Spirit has everything in me. There is no space. So you hear in the Bible, it says, give no space. Give no place to the devil. That's what he's talking about. So you need to allow the Holy Spirit to do the work. In you thoroughly, so that there's no place for the devil. Are you with me? Come on, here. Let the Holy Spirit do the work in you. This is where many believers fail. You see, many people, what they're trusting God for. They're trusting God for serious manifestation, but they don't want to allow the Holy Spirit to do the work in them. Let's look at two of those things the Holy Spirit does in us, shall we? The first, so there are seven activities, but of course, we're not going to do seven. Just look at one or two, depending on time. All right, constrained by time. The first one is sanctification. It's not a bad word, it's actually a very good word. Sanctification. Hardly hear about these kind of things anymore in church because what we want to do right now is to just people want to just talk about philosophies, psychological things, you know. Sociological things inside the church They have debates inside the church The church is not bent for that It says preach the word In season out of season This is what delivers us You shall continue in my word Then you will be my disciples indeed You will know the truth The truth will make you free And he whom the son of God says free Is free indeed Anything that takes you away from the word Is taking you towards defeat Sanctification to embrace and pursue the lifestyle of holiness. That's what it means. Embracing and pursuing the lifestyle of holiness. Now let me stop here right now and tell you something here. Please listen very carefully to me. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Listen to me, family online, and those that are watching this broadcast, listen carefully. When people hear the word holiness, immediately, Two things happen to them, for most people. The first thing that happens to one set of people is they think of legalism. Oh, here they come again. They're gonna give us rules and rituals and all these rules to obey. Christ died to destroy all these rules. Fantastic. That's one extreme. Legalism is an extreme. You know, oh, they're trying to pull us under the law. That's legalism. For another group of people, Is to move to another extreme, which is whereby there's lawlessness. Whereby they say, oh, wherever the Spirit of God is, there's liberty. And that liberty to them means lawlessness. Both extremes are dangerous. Both extremes are sinful. The holiness of God is in the middle. God is not legalistic, neither is God lawless. God is holy. Is that right? So you're going to embrace and pursue a lifestyle of holiness. First Peter chapter 1, verse 14 to 16. Hebrews 12, 14. Oh, I love Second Timothy 2 Timothy 2:19. I love it. I love it. 1 Peter f- chapter 1. Now, intentionally I chose scriptures that are in the New Testament for you to see. That this is not something that is an Old Testament concept, the word holiness, it is not. This is the reason why many Christians are defeated. Listen, let's look at it. First Peter chapter one, verse fourteen to sixteen: As obedient children, not conforming yourselves to your former lusts, as in your ignorance, because the days of ignorance, of course, God has wintered. But as He who called you is what. You also You also Me also Be holy in your conduct Not just thinking Conduct Not just in your confession Conduct Why? Because it is written Be holy I am holy That's a direct quotation from the book of Leviticus That Peter wrote in there All right Hebrews twelve fourteen. this is what I really love. Pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. One of the reasons why in the Christianity predominantly practiced today in the Western world, many people don't feel a sense of God being real anymore. is because they left holiness away. They left holiness behind rather. They live a life that is completely lawless. They say sin is acceptable, it doesn't matter. Go ahead and sin. Any type of sin you want to commit, all the sin you're going to commit in the future, God has already forgiven you. So just go ahead and continue to commit the sin. And they say all manners of erroneous, heretic things like that, that are non-scriptural, that you cannot prove with scripture. The Bible says, Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. That's what the Bible says. Things that they cannot prove in scripture. And people get excited about that because people are people are already sinful are just looking for a license to continue their sinful lifestyle and when you do that the Bible says they don't see God they never come in contact there's no touch, there's no assurance and then one day you see them, they come out and put out an Instagram post and say well I don't believe anymore the reason why you don't believe anymore is because you never, you've never you don't see God God is not real to you anymore you don't see God Holiness, so critical. Look at what it says in the contemporary English version. Try to live at peace with everyone. Live a clean life. Live a what? Clean life. If you don't, you will never see the Lord. Live a clean life. All this fraud that people do, people get into fraud. Some of, many of you have come just come into the country. You might have, maybe you know one or two people, friends, maybe you've seen one or two Instagram posts or some things in social media that tell you that the way to make it in Canada is to do this and no, if you do this and you lie and you tell them that this is who you are and that's what you're not and all those things, you can get this. You know, I remember many, many years ago, some two decades ago, there was this thing that people were doing when they come into the country and they would say, uh, you know, my husband and wife and I were no longer together you know, and I have three children, and so, and the government will put, you know, give them a place to stay, give them some money, and all of that, and people are lying. Then two years down the road, when they think they're getting their feet together, they're getting themselves together, then the husband that they've used their mouth to say they're no longer together, the want to say we're not together. And goes to marry somebody else. The children are all wayward and all of that. For how much? For how much? How much? What does it profit the man if he gains the old world and loses his soul? You lose your soul. You lie to the government. What do you think you're getting? Stop living a low life. Live a clean life. I said to people, when I, when I, when I, <laughs> thank you Lord. When I'm driving and I hear a police are in and you know, it's actually been a long time I heard that. Because now my car, which usually will not, does not respect the, the speed limit. does <laughs> no, just, just the car I wasn't behaving. You know. but, but right now, I actually do have a car that behaves. It, it obeys the speed limit. So this one I was coming I saw, uh, the police had saw me, about four or five people. I said, oh my God, so this is what it looks like. I said, oh, God will be with you. <laughs> I will just coming slowly, opening everything. Anyway, if I meet a dollar there, I many years ago, about five, six years ago. I was taking a walk, praying around the place called Lenwood Drive, just in Mississauga here, where our previous church building was. Then I saw a police car. I was the only one guy on the street just walking. It was in the evening, around 6, 7 p.m., cool of the evening, praying, doing the prayer. And the police car just came, and the guy just saw me, and he stopped by me. I said, said, Hi. He said, Hi. He said, we had some news that there was somebody that was just walk, you know, moving around there that just create some problems. I said, oh yeah. I said, oh yeah? He said, yeah. I said, well. He said, well, if you see the person, can, I, can I let me know? That's what he told me. There's nothing to run away from because I've not taken anybody's money. I've not committed any fraud. I've not stolen anything. What I have is what I have. I can account for every cent that I have, that I entered my hand. So. There is nothing to shake about. Yeah. <sighs> Let me take you one step further. As a pastor, I've not gone to any church, gone to any ministry to go and ask the people in the ministry, come to us of praise. I've never done that. So there's nothing to panic about. Whatever you see today, God brought it. Amen. God brought it. Because I saw a scripture many years ago. Put it on the screen. Proverbs thirteen eleven. 11. gained by dishonesty will diminish. He that gathers by labor will increase. So I've made up my mind. I will never gain anything by dishonesty. It's always going to be by labor. And the labor here is labor in the world. Those that labor in the world. The worthy of double honor. Anybody you see in there. Every seat you see in the house of praise, including those that are online, they took their seat in co- corresponding to the light that is here it's as simple as that the equation is very simple if you are going to praise God give Jesus some praise that's how it works this is the confidence that our tomorrow is brighter than our today that's how it works there's nothing to panic about there's nothing to panic about Second Timothy 2 19 this is what I love nevertheless hallelujah the solid foundation of God stands, having this seal. God knows not who I am. Not people just saying, I know, uh, I know God. God says, you might be claiming you know me, but I know my, who, those that are mine. What is the qualification, Lord? Let everyone. Who names the names of Christ? Come on, speak to me now. Come on, at the back there. Come on, say it now. Uh-huh, uh-huh. say it say it say it the more you say it the easier it becomes for you to depart <laughs> depart from iniquity anybody name it in the name of Christ depart from iniquity all this nonsense of justifying sin of undermining sin I had one man well known name come on the pulpit recently and it was, it was undermining sin Making sin look small Saying if I did it Then all I need to do Is just say the blood of Jesus No That's not scriptural Say oh I just didn't need to just say You just claim the blood of Jesus for that For what? For sexual perversion? It doesn't work that way sir The blood of Jesus you say you're claiming Is sacrificed I got to that point Don't just claim the blood of Jesus anyhow It doesn't work that way Where's the contrition? The Bible says this is the one I will look on, the one that has a contrite heart and a broken spirit. Where's the contrition? Where's the broken spirit? Where's the brokenness of going to God and crying to God? Oh God, I'm sorry for what I missed. Oh God, unfortunately, when I was one guy like that that had, had a situation, he fell and anybody can fall because let's see that stand, take it, let's see fall. So it's, that's not the issue here. Falling is not the issue. The issue is that he took some time off ministry. Some people went to tell him, what is going on with you? Why are you taking time off? You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Okay. He went to put the post. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm this. I'm back in ministry. Ten months exactly after the scandal broke, he was dead. That's not the way to do it. Contrition. Don't just dismiss sin. Sin is a very serious issue with God. It's a very serious, it cost him the life of his son repentance is not a get out of jail card <laughs> are you with me yes, sir. Can, I, can, I, can, I, can I walk with you can, you, can I walk with you yes, sir. I'm not going to rush this thing so come to church again next week Sunday <laughs> can I walk with you yes, sir. and I'm, I'm going to close there for today let me walk with you what I want to say with you right, to you right now is not on my slide it's not on my slide Well, let me go with you. Just stay with me. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Let me tell you something. I actually need to come down there. Come and tell you this. Are you still with me? Yes, sir. You know I love you, right? Yes. Okay, if you're not sure of that, I, w- I know, I know, I have no doubt about it. I know you love me a lot and I appreciate you. I, I, I really know you love me, thank you, I actually do, and thank you, thank you for that, but please just believe it's very mutual, stand up, <laughs> so here I am as a Christian, I sin, I come before God, oh Lord forgive me, you saying, it is written, you know, uh, if I confess my sin, you're just and faithful or faithful and just, the Bible says, uh, to forgive my sins and me from more righteousness. Forgive me, O Lord. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. I believe I'm forgiven. Amen. I walk away. I sin again. I come back. O Lord, forgive my sins. Please forgive me, O Lord. It's written and, I, and he cleanse me. you know. Every single time you come before God, he will forgive. He never runs out of it. For his mercies are new. Everyone, That's the beauty about God. That is what they know in North America. That's the only dimension of God they know. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that's not the only dimension of God. As long as you keep falling into that sin, there's Romans chapter 6 verse 16. Put it on the screen. Romans 6 16. God, you can sit down a bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Romans 16 verse 6, 16. Do you not know That to whom you present yourselves slaves to obey, you are that one's common slave whom you obey. Now, look at it now whether of sin, your death, or obedience leading to righteousness. So, if you keep on, God is forgiving you. You keep on sinning, God is forgiving you, but you are a slave to sin. And as long as you're a slave to sin, sin is like a road. Where every other thing travels on That comes from the kingdom of darkness So it begins to travel into your life And the Bible says the end of that thing Is going to be death Let me tell you the second consequence The second consequence is this As long as you are a Christian That have the concept of I will I'll go to God You forgive me Then you will be a child Galatians chapter 4 verse 1 Hmm Galatians chapter 4 verse 1, it says, I say to you that the hair, as long as it is a does not differ at all from a, though it is a master of all. Show, show me in the New Living Translation, please. New Living Translation, Galatians chapter 4 verse 1. Think of it this way. If a father dies and leaves an inheritance for his young children, those children are not much better than slaves until they grow up, even though they actually own everything the Father had. Now, this is what's happening to us in Christianity. Everything the Father has given us, sorry, man. So, the Father has packaged everything, but the Father has said, you can't get this until you go to a level of maturity. Now, let me show you what, what will really help you. Listen. In the Bible, in the New Testament, there are four different words used for son. Son, child, son, child. It's translated son, child, son, child, and on one occasion it's translated slave. Of the four of them, the lowest one, I don't want to be quoting Greek words there because it's not a Greek class, but I do know them. The lowest one is what is used in Galatians 4 verse 1. It talks about a child, and that particular child, the word used for a child there, means an unenlightened one, immature as a person. So the one that is still dominated by sin Is immature They cannot be lightened And when there is no light coming into you You will be dominated by darkness The enemy is stealing your inheritance of healing He's stealing your inheritance of that Stealing your inheritance of that That's the first one When you and I become Christians God, The Greek word there I need to tell you that one Is technion John chapter 1 verse 12 To as many as received him To them he gave the right to become children Or child of God, that word child there is technial, it means offspring, somebody that comes from you. That means it's secure in the family. So you are born-again Christian, you have security, you are in the family of God, but you have no responsibility and no inheritance that can manifest because you're still a child. Then you have another word, used for so, child, but this translated son, and it's in Romans 8:14. 14 and 15. As many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the yes, the youths of God, they are the sons, the matured one that we can give responsibility to, and because we give them responsibility, they have authority. Wow. So you have Christians, there's no authority. They say, I speak to you, Satan. And Satan say, ah, ah yeah, child, you're a child, you're fornicating, you're a child. Adultery, a child, underneath your basement, all my of seven spirits, all my of spirits, child, and you keep on lagging. What does him say? What does the Bible say? You're yeah, a child. His children, and they say, bring the toy, go to bed. He said, no, I don't want to get to bed. Hey, that's a child. When you grow up, you have exams tomorrow, you drop the toy. You drop the toy. They tell you that, hey, your favorite team is playing. What's your favorite team again? Rangers. Or what's <laughs> <laughs> your favorite team Your <laughs> favorite Golden State Warriors or Raptors. Those are your favorite team is playing. You tell them, I know. I have exams. I have to go and sleep and study. That's responsibility. Yes, you don't want to have authority. You leave the scene alone. Because it's denying you of authority. Then when Satan comes, he tells you, get out of this place. He respects you. He says, then he says, Jesus, I know. Yes. Oh, I know. So stop cheating yourself out of destiny by wallowing in sin. Leave it, stop arguing. Stop arguing. What is, what is wrong with it? I'm just smoking wheat. God is one like plants. Ah. What is all of that? What is all of that? When the Bible tells me in Romans 6:14, sin shall not have dominion over you. For you're no longer the other grace. Don't tell me that. If you're under grace particularly, then sin will not have dominion over you. It's not about dominion over you. This is the real definition of grace. That sin does not have dominion over you. That you can stand, you stand before the almighty God. And when you, God can start giving you responsibilities in the kingdom. This is the part I want you to play for me. I want you to be a treasurer. I want you to play. Some of you of us have risen to heights in the kingdom. I'm talking of now in the kingdom. This is the role I want you to play in the marketplace. You are ordained to be an apostle. I want your life to be a blueprint for sin. Sin, tie people down. People are arguing about, about I, I'm just a social drinker. Why? Why are you a social drinker? Whatever your hands find to do, do it all of your might. Why? ordinary not a social drinker. I'm disappointed. When I was drinking, Ah! They knew me. Ah, I was the poster boy for Legion Stout in Nigeria. That's right, 1992, they brought Legion Stout to Lagos, Nigeria where I was living, in the region I was living in Surulere, Lagos. They were looking for people that could, that was drinking and they nominated me. I was <laughs> The first time I got on the billboard, was not open Heaven though. <laughs> I've been on the billboard before. <laughs> With a legend in my, bo- in my hand. Thank you, Lord. What do you know? Consolate mentor, I was there. Look, if, well, I, whatever I'm doing, I'm passionate about it. Why you such a thing, I say, oh, i just take a little while. Why a little? When the whole bottle is looking at you. Huh? irish cream take it so that you will speak like an irish man (laughs) why why have only one girlfriend why why only one girlfriend when there are many cities in toronto and you have a canadian passport what happened to all the other cities in the world why don't you have a girlfriend from every tribe Then let's know you are giving yourself completely to it the bar i like ahab and I like Jezebel, the Bible said Jezebel pumped him up. He gave himself completely to the service of Baal. That's good. It's good. So when Elijah came, he said to some people, he said, whether you want to serve God or you want to serve Baal, you choose. If you're going to serve God, give yourself completely to him. If you're not going to be a Christian, please don't cheat yourself and claim to be a Christian. And then you stand one day and you say, hey, I hope I come here by the blood. And something happens, they say, the blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus. That's not how the blood of Jesus works. That's why you plead it, nothing moves. It's not that the blood is not potent, but the blood only works for those who do not love their lives to death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's the people it works for. The people that do not love their lives to death. It's not that they don't have the inclination, but they, they pull it back. I say, no way. (laughs) <laughs> not not, not me, not you. Are you still with me? Yeah. Yeah. So you it's time you got to you got to you got to purge yourself of these things. You got to cry out to God to help you, to purge yourself of these things. Friendship with the world is enmity with God. So you can't hear that somebody is in sexual perversion. You know, everybody talks about him is in sexual perversion all over the news, and you see you are attending his birthday party. And what's wrong with that? You call it, I don't care what you call yourself, like bishop, bishop, primate, metropolitan, I don't care what you call yourself, that's wrong, that's wrong, don't make friendship with the world look like it's a nice thing, it's not, give Jesus some praise in the house, you can see here. It. it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not acceptable, so well, well, Jesus went to eat with tax collectors, fantastic, he went to eat with them, they followed him, To his own place. Not even following them to their own place. And to know that you are following them to to to, 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 to their own place. They came into your church and they're laying hands on you. That's wrong. Because somebody gave you some money. What is money? People don't know God. People don't know God. So they get involved with all this mess. Is anybody in the house? Stand on your feet. We're continuing next week. Sanctification. Sanctification. The solid foundation of God's hands having this seal. That means you can't change it. The Lord knows those who are His. Let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. If you continue with that scripture, 2 Timothy 2, 19, continue with from verse 20, thank you Lord. You'll see what it says, in the great house, there are not only verses of gold and silver, but also verses of wood, clay, some for honor, and some for dishonor. You see this in the body of Christ a lot. Some for honor, some for dishonor. Today, we have a lot of permissive behavior that have come into the mainstream. A pastor comes one day and says, Well, himself and his wife, they're not, and they don't like each other anymore. And they've been having some issues and they just don't, uh, it's, um, you know, irreconcilable differences. So, as a result of that, they're going their different ways and um, he's going to marry somebody else. And he does the big wedding. What is that? Something that is very shameful? Very shameful. You doing a big wedding for that? That's nonsense. What does the Bible say? It is the hardness of heart that makes people feel that way. Yes, somebody say, Well, I left my wife, I divorced her, I'm not a pastor, I'm a man of God. What is that nonsense? <laughs> oh, this is nonsense. Let's get back to the solid foundation of which the word of God stands, having I mean, a say. Is anybody glad they gave the church today? Having a cell, God knows those who are his. God can say, have you found my servant Job uncompromising? Let God be proud of you. Let people know where you stand. This is where I stand. Let people know where you stand and what you stand for. If it's not right, it's not right. I'm not saying you can't make a mistake. I'm not saying people cannot fall into sin. That's fine. You come out of it, you repent. Like Chandler Moore said, get up, get up. <laughs> then you get up. The righteous man might fall seven times, but the rest of the game, but you don't justify it. You don't justify it, no, no. And we see all of this. One man told me, a, a pastor friend of mine, he, he met a bishop in, 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 in the US and he told the bishop, he said, "Sir, well, how how did your church take it when you just walked away from your wife and you married the second wife?" Oh, he said, "That was easy." He said, "Because the average person in my church is on the third wife." <laughs> True life story. True life story. What is that? What is that? One pastor told me after the wife had three children for me, for him. A pastor in this country, he told me it's not it's marrying his wife was not the will of God. I said, so what happened to those children? Because if the root is holy, the branches are holy. So if you saying the root is not the will of God now, so your children are not the will of God. He said, no, 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 no I, I keep my children. Next thing he goes to marry another, another one, somebody in the choir, and they throws a big ready What kind of a thing is that? When did we get to this kind of a point? That's why the world does not know the difference between the world and the church. This is not a message of condemnation. It's to let you know, let's get back to the standard. We want to see showers of blessing, let's get back to the standard. Thank you, Lord. Let's get back to the standard. It's important. Let's do the homework is one of the works of the Holy Spirit in us. The work the Holy Spirit says, it begins to convict you like it's convicting some people right now. Don't argue it away. It's convicting you. It's telling you, even if your own case has not been mentioned, but it's telling you that one is wrong. Pornography, you know definitely is wrong. You say, well, I didn't touch anybody. I didn't do anything. It's just pornography. It's just masturbation. Stop it. Stop it. Don't say, I'm so hooked. I cannot, I cannot stop it. Even people say, it cannot be stopped. Who told you? That's a lie. Stop the masturbation. Stop the pornography. Amen. 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 Pull yourself so that you don't become a vessel unto dishonor. Thank you, Lord. Leave those hands and honor God. Please pay attention. I'm going to pray for you right now. Please listen. As I'm praying for you, as I'm declaring, some part of it, I'm going to declare, going to be speaking in an English language, I'll try my best not to post into tongues as much as possible. Some part of what I'm saying, you might not fully comprehend it now, but as we go for the retreats, and I, I teach in the month of February, when I teach on the priesthood of the believer, you will begin to understand it better. But please, let your amen, which is your connecting point with the legislation that will be coming out of my mouth under the Holy Spirit? Let it be very resounding, because what I say, as I say it, I guarantee you. After the order of Isaiah 44:26, in the name of the One that called me and sent me and put me here and proved that He called me, by the results that He Himself brought forth, I tell you this: You are going to see the results in Jesus' name. So Father, I want to thank you and honor you. I want to give you the praise forevermore. Father, as I stand in your presence today, by way, the new and the living way, by way of the blood of the Lamb, O oh God, I access your presence. As I stand before you today, on behalf of the just children, O oh God of heaven, yours, that you redeemed by the blood of Christ, and you are brought together here today, Heavenly Father. hear you through my voice as i stand here today father anything on an individual level father on a personal level first and foremost that is standing against them that will make the adversary of their soul deny them of the manifestation of the legislation that is about to come forth from my mouth in accordance with your word. Father, today, I bring it under the blood of Jesus Christ. Please, Father, I bring it under the blood of Jesus. My Father, by reason of the blood of Jesus, let it be wiped away. Anything in the bloodline that will stand against them and provide an avenue for the accuser of their soul that accuses them day and night to deny them to withhold, to refuse to let go to legally take hold and take charge of that which belongs to them in their inheritance in Christ Father today I ask for your mercy your mercy anew new every morning today Father please have mercy father please have mercy you are the father of mercies oh God please father have mercy by faith father we thank you because you have heard so father right now as I legislate on your behalf into the life of your children in accordance with that which is written thank you father because you are the one that confirms the word of a messenger and performs the counsel of those who, your servants who are sent. So I decree concerning you today, any individual and every individual that can remember you for good, wherever they are, within the next 30 days, they will remember you for good. Within the next 30 days, they will remember you for God. Every institution that can remember you for good, within the next 30 days, they will remember you for God. Where yeah, you applied to, and you couldn't get an answer to this day. Today, I give you the answer today, yes! I give you the answer today, yes! I give you the answer today, yes! Remember, Rachel, Genesis 30 22, and open that womb. <laughs> Satan, the key is not with you. The key is not with you. You know, I know, God knows, the key is not with you. On the authority of the supreme priesthood of Christ, I stand and I come in his name and I say to you, you forces of darkness that have locked. This precious children of God here in person and those watching online lock them out of what belongs to them in this season I command you now in the name of Jesus take your hands off the doors in Jesus name get out of the way in Jesus name get out of the way in Jesus name get out of the way in Jesus name by the authority of the Christ today the door your next level is open. The door to 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 your next level is open. My prophetic grace today I what your own hand could not reach, I reach it and deliver it to you. What belongs to you that your hand cannot reach in your own personal priesthood. I reach it today, I deliver it to you. In the name of Jesus, I deliver it to you. In the name of Jesus, I deliver it to you. Ah, your mouth will not lack a new song. Your mouth will not lack a new song. Your mouth will not lack a new song. The song of lamentation that has been written in your script. Today, I cancel that song. You will sing a new song. Please say, Living Amen. You will sing a new song. You will sing a new song. You will sing a new song. You will not bury your children. Whatever regret has been written into your destiny this year. I come today under the Supreme Priesthood of Christ. I cancel it in Jesus' name. Thank you. Thank you. Listen. Psalm 40 verse 1 to 3. I waited patiently for the Lord and He heard me cry. He delivered me from the horrible pit any horrible pit you are falling into, whether the horrible pit for you is a financial debt or is a relationship that is not that is not going anywhere that you're falling into, whatever the horrible pit is today, by the power of God, I stretch forth my hand, I pull you out in Jesus' name. Please, I warn you, you might not understand everything I'm saying, but believe me, it's scriptural Isaiah 31 verse 1 to 3. Put it on the screen for me. Quick. Woe to those who go down to Egypt for help and rely on horses. Who trust in chariots because they are many and horsemen because they are very strong. Who do not look to the Holy One of Israel or seek the Lord. Yet he will also despise, he will bring disaster. I will not call back his words. He will rise against the house of evil to us and against the help of those who walk in iniquity. Egyptians are not God and their horses are flesh and not spirit. When the Lord stretches out his hand, both evil helps will fall. He who is helped will also fall down. They will all perish together. Listen, yes, say, God is not here physically, but he has sent a representative. I stretch out my hand. All the witches that are against you, all the wizards that are against you, and they are natural agents right now. May they fall down together wherever they are. All the witches, the wizards, the occultic powers that are against you and the agents that they are using wherever they are. May they collapse together now. May they fall down together now. I command they fall down together. I command they fall down together. I command they fall down together. The name of Jesus Christ. So to you I stretch out my hand Whatever pit you have found yourself in by the authority of the Christ I pull you out of that pit in Jesus' name Your feet is established on the rock Your steps are established by God You will make progress I didn't hear you say amen to that You will make progress You will make progress You will make progress You will make progress This year you will make progress in your career, you'll make progress. In your business, you'll make progress. In your ministry, you'll make progress. In your family, you'll make progress. In your health, you'll make progress. In your finances, you'll make progress. In everything you lay your hands on you will make progress. You know, you know, he said the Lord himself will give you a sign. I know, I'm not guessing. I'm confident, I know. I speak to you now, Father. Your word says you don't leave yourself without a witness. Acts 14:17. You never leave yourself without a witness. At least there are three people here, Lord, that need to come back on Sunday. I request, Lord, that need to come back on Sunday, my Father, I ask of you, with a burning testimony, a testimony that is hot, like coals, hot coals. Father, as I make this decree right now, Whether they are online or they are here, let you connect with them immediately. So I decree, seven days from this day, seven days from this day, you will have a life testimony. You will have a living testimony in the name of Jesus of your testimony lift those hands and thank him right now if he applies to you thank him right now if he applies to you thank him if you know something connected with you with the prophetic declaration thank him right now thank him come on thank thank him right now thank him right now thank him right now oh thank you blessed be your name we give you the praise in Jesus name this is the end of the message. We are sure that you have been blessed. For more information, please visit our website at www.houseofpraise.ca. God bless you.